Oh my god. I'm I'm a I'm a train wreck team. Alright, well let's get this on wax. Let's get it on wax. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fired. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is May 17th, 2022, and this is episode 592. Coming to you from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, noted second round draft pick, Silver Spring, Maryland. <laughs> I am the doctor, Jason Triplett. This show, we are going to discuss the results of the draft lottery, not the draft, the draft lottery, and the conference finals. Joining me uh, this week are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. Oh, that's false. We're missing one person. But from Asheville, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. It's John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? Uh, what is up, Undebeatables? I'd like to shout out the Fever. Uh, they're 2-4 and four, uh, so far this season, um, but uh, relying on the, the their draft picks, and things are making them better. So, shout out. Shout so out. there's hope. There's hope in draft Oh, there's picks. hope in Feverland, yes. And that voice you heard is coming to you from Boise, Idaho, out west, our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? I'm going to shout out F1 reporter Martin Brundle this week. Uh, he was in the paddock before the Miami race, trying to sneak in some interviews with the local celebs because everybody was there. And he went and hunted down Patrick Mahomes, um, only to find out that that was Paolo Banchero. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Who does not look very much like Pat, Patty Mahomes no, and his sixty? In his defense, he's British. He has a similar name? No, no, kind of. no. It was it was not a great look. No. Shut up. Maybe he's like my height, and everybody above six feet looks the same. <laughs> All right, before we start the show, I just want to remind you folks that this show is brought to you by you. You can head over to patreon.com slash undebeatables to support the longest-running Pacers podcast for as little as a dollar a month. And if you bump up to the 5 or $10 levels, you can get uh, some special treats like uh clip episodes that haven't quite been edited all the way or uh the <laughs> ramblings of uh, jonathan colson as he freaks out before uh the nba draft lottery who doesn't want that come on who, do, pay, who wouldn't want that pay some extra mix? money for that come on <laughs> all right well we are here to discuss what colson has deemed one of the most important moments in pacer history 
uh, in the last 20 years, I guess. Yeah. Basically, yeah, since we went to thir- the finals. Thir- 40 years, maybe? Something. 40 years? Uh, the Pacers, as you know, had a uh, craptastic season. Uh, finished with 25 wins, which was fifth worst in the league. Uh, but it meant that they held out hope, had a 10.5% chance of winning the lottery and getting the number one overall pick and changing the fortunes of this franchise immediately. Instead, the Pacers uh, end up with a sixth pick in the NBA draft this year. Uh, notable other uh, six picks, number six picks in uh, NBA history, uh, Damian Lillard. Can I throw a Damian? Oh Lillard sure, at you? sure, sure, sure. You could also throw uh, a Wally Zerbiak at me if you'd like. Yep, Wally Zerbiak. <laughs> what about uh, Yi Jean Leon? <laughs> well, what about? Was, that? Was he, did the did the Bucks pick him up? Who drafted him? The Bucks picked him. Yes. <laughs> and look at where they are now. Right. Well, they're out they of the play. But last year, but last year they won a championship. They won a championship. Exactly. That's right. We can go all the way back. Calbert Chaney was a number six pick. Mm-hmm. Sean Battier, I believe, was a number six pick. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Larry Joe Bird. No, that's not true. Well, no, oh, no, 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 no. Actually, no, no. no, it was. Yeah, no. he's on this list. Yeah, he's on that list, but because he was picked while while he, he was still was in college the year or before. Something. So it really, he was the number one draft pick. Technically, still a number six pick. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm saying is Celtics picked him number one the year before, and then he went number six. But whatever, sure. Did he go right. number six? Yeah, Larry Bird went number All six. All right, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Boom. It's just math, baby. Sure, sure. That's how. Math and works. Uh, maybe he in went a, seven. In... <laughs> In a twist of fate that really dug the knife in for me, the <laughs> Sacramento Kings uh, popped up into the top four, sure got the did. number four pick, uh, being represented at the draft by none other than DeMontis Sabonis. Saboner. Uh, yes. Uh, so that didn't go very well, that trade. Mm. Uh, but anyway, all right. Colson, uh just let's just get a stream of consciousness. I know you didn't have time to write a haiku, so let's see <laughs> where you're at. I think you should probably go to Harper first. Like I'm, 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 I don't even know what to do with myself. So here's the deal. Um, we tanked. We've never tanked. We don't tank. It's not what we do. We've been in the lottery occasionally over the last thirty years since I've been a fan, 40 years since I've been a fan. And um, it's always been 10 to 14. There's always been a chance at uh, an Austin Crozier or something, you know? Like, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for some... And then maybe it might be a Miles Turner. Maybe it might be a Paul George. But normally, um, what Tate gets you is a chance at a real game-changer. And um, we tanked. We we tanked. We were bad at basketball. We lost our last 10 games to make sure that we were in the fifth spot. Which gave us a 40% chance of, of being uh, the one through four pick. And this is, in my mind, a four uh, draft pick. And what ended up happening is we had a 
chance of being at the sixth pick, and that's what we got. So, um, yay lottery. I might as well have, have uh, asked Powerball to pay my rent. It's lottery, <laughs> right? You don't know what's going to happen. It's just a freaking crapshoot. Um, I spent all day worrying about, and, 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 and honestly, all month worrying about something that I can't control, which is this lottery. But my problem is... I think that, that I think that was your problem. I think you've laid that out pretty well. <laughs> my problem is that there's in my head four guys that make a difference. And maybe I can you can talk me into six. Um but this was a draft that we needed to be one or two and we weren't. And so I think this pushes our timeline. I think it changes our franchise. I think this is an absolute disaster. Harper, your thoughts. Uh, I mean, first of all, the modal outcome of this draft would have been the seventh pick. So there's a 26.7% chance that we would have landed in the seventh slot. So we did better than what the most common outcome would have been statistically. So it's hard to call that a hair is on fire, world is ending disaster, right? Um, Sure, would I have liked the number one pick? Yeah, I'd have signed off on that. You could have talked me into it. Um, But at the end of the day, it's really just a number, right? We don't know what the teams in front of us are going to do. It may be that, you know, teams at the top want to move down. Maybe there's an opportunity to do that. I'm with you, Jason. It would you know, because of where Sacramento landed, it would have been great to get that number one pick. But, I mean, do do you want to part with Halliburton for the four pick in this draft? Mm, That might be on the table for you if you want it. It's a good question. Wait, so we can trade Halliburton back to Sacramento for the number four pick? Is that yeah, what I'm saying it might yeah. be on the table for you. It's on the table. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you really uh, wanted, I mean, I, I agree. Pass of, course, on that. of course, I'll take, you I'll take a known quantity from an unknown quantity. I'm 100 percent with you, um, and it, you know, it, it would have been great. You know, the knee jerk reaction when you see them move up the draft is, man, I wish we'd have gotten the draft pick, but it wasn't a situation where we could have got both, right? It was absolutely one or the other. So congrats, Sacramento. That was not on the table for us. Um, I'll take my Halliburton and run. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I, I, I appreciate that you're excited about Halliburton. Um, I don't think you're wrong. So, I mean, to me, it seems like, like obviously, in as with most drafts, like at the top, there's two or three guys that could be potential franchise changers, like, perennial all-star type dudes guaranteed like guaranteed kind of thing uh, but that doesn't mean that there's no talent below that as you can you know guys like jan vesely get picked at number six you know i mean, I mean just things, wild things talent. happen <laughs> merlin's noel falls to six every oh night. sure and he was amazing so, he's been he's been incredible but there are guys i i think that have legit talent legit nba talent that could you know fit well into a Pacers current roster and, sure. uh, you know, do good things in the NBA. Oh, okay. Let me say this. Like, look, I know that in the top four picks that there is a huge swing and miss, right? So we've got a guy like uh, Greg Oden, who supreme talent, but just never could stay healthy. Or um, who was the, um, the guy that uh, Minnesota drafted number one? Anthony... 
Edwards? Okay. No, he's no, no, no. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> there was the guy that they drafted that is not in the league did, anymore. Johnny Flynn went five, four or five, didn't he? Yeah, he yes, was also a six yes. pick. Oh, he was a six? <laughs> oh, he was okay. a six pick. Yeah. Perfect. Didn't they pick another point guard right in front of him, though? <laughs> yeah. Ricky yeah. Rubio. Ricky Rubio. Rubio. Rubio went five. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And that was both of those were over Steph Curry. So uh, shout out Minnesota. Um, anyway, um, I, I, my, my point is, is that uh, Jabari Smith Jr. is, for me, in my mind, the surefire talent in this, in this draft. Um, we can go back to this years from now, and I think I'll still be right. This is a guy that can get a shot off against anybody. He's 6'10". He's got a shooting stroke of a guard. Um, they're, there's light comparison to a, a Durant. He's not Durant. But the thing is, is he is a guy that's going to be unguardable in this league. He also happens to play defense. This is the guy that is the guy. After that, there's another tier. Um, it's Chet uh, Holgram, um, who's the seven-foot white guy that they compared to Rudy Gobert with offense. But he also is like my weight even though he's seven foot tall um there's paolo benchero which we've we heard talked about earlier um today um he seems to be sort of a stereotypical not stereotypical but like a a a very well-rounded old school power forward um in a new league um and then there's Jaden ivy in my head um who is is the uh, purdue Shooting guard, um, who I think is electric. He's got a a first step that nobody can guard, even in the NBA, and he's got clutch. And so I think those guys deserve to be on this list. Now after that, it's it's freaking a crapshoot, and we're not in the top four. We're not in the top four. I mean, I certainly would have liked to get. Ivy, but as much as anything, just because he's a Big Ten guy, you know what I mean? Like, it's a position. Sure, he went to Purdue. He's great. And we he's need, we, we need a shooting guard. He'd yeah. be great in the backcourt. And he may, he may fall to you. I, I, don't think, I don't think that the verdict is out that he's a lock at four. Yeah. In fact, on the broadcast, they had a, a, a insider's view of what they think the top five picks will be based on how the lottery shook out. And Jaden Ivy was not in the top five. What? So he'd be there at six. So, yeah, that would be amazing. And also the other teams would be terrible at their jobs because this kid is is legit. Or maybe they're good at their jobs and Jaden Ivey's not as good as <laughs> we think he is. <laughs> That's also a possibility. I'm, I'm, I'm just concerned that we we wasted a year to get a guy who's going to be fine. Where I feel like Jabari Smith is going to change somebody's franchise. Um, I'm going to get somebody who's going to be fine. I mean, the guy that we get is not going to be as good as Jabari Smith. Right. Not right out of the gate. That's for sure. But all these guys, you got to remember, are 20 freaking years old. Yeah. So they're not done growing physically or mentally, right? So, like, there's a lot of um, basketball to be had out of these guys right like and and that's why you say it's a crapshoot because we have no idea where careers are going to go you know and if you know the the pacers have have you know 
not been necessarily atrocious at drafting. Well, they've been pretty good at it. Pretty good at drafting, right? And evaluating talent and and finding guys that are of the right mindset and motivated or whatever, right? So that you know, you you got to take what you can get, right? So I don't I don't think I don't see it as a setback of five years necessarily. Oh no, you're wrong. This is done. No, no, seriously, like this. What happened tonight is a setback of five years. But well, how could it? So be? the reason it's I disagree with you is cost. because, yeah, exactly. And and last year I think that, you know, the moves to to make next year's roster began in the middle of the season last year, mm-hmm. right? So with the Halliburton healed trade, and beginning to reshape things there, and you know, we're gonna come back with a healthy knock on wood, you know, Miles Turner. And uh, we're gonna do who know what, who knows what with Malcolm Brogdon, and whatever this pick is, we've got a little bit of cap space, you know. We'll see what we got. Like I, I don't, I don't think it's gonna be necessarily a, you know, shit show for the next five years. I, look, I, I think that Halliburton. Like, is your worry that we're now back into treadmill zone? Yeah. Like we're gonna no, be I totally fighting am. for play in and yeah. eighth seed basically. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I think it's worse than that. I, I think it's going to be we're going to be in the seventh or eighth seed next year. Uh, I'm sorry, for the lottery, and so we have even a worse chance to get a top pick. Um, I, I what I'm thinking is, look, I really like Halliburton. I think he can be the face of the franchise. Um, I think Duarte is a nice piece. I think uh, Isaiah Jackson's a nice piece. Miles um, Turner might still figure out how to be something. I just don't know beyond any of that what this team builds up to. And so I'm looking at this going, if I had put a top one or two or three player rookie in this in this in this uh, scenario, um, you know, you could start to see some growth. But what I'm now looking at is a team that's going to put in, a fifth or sixth or seventh worthy first round draft pick, and it's just going to be steady, maybe a little bit better than last year, which is even worse than being bad. Does that make sense? It does, but I think what you're building into your equation is that the outcomes of the fifth, sixth, seventh guys versus the one through four guys is predetermined, and I don't think that that's true. And I think that that discounts the uh, autonomy and the the role that franchises have in developing players and shaping rosters, yeah. right? Like, I just think that that's... I also think you might be smuggling in that thing. these guys are terrible at their jobs. I mean, if you've got a team that has Halliburton and Duarte, who are, we both, I mean, I think we all agree are really good talents, and then you hit hard on a six pick and let's say a nine pick, that you're not flooring a really good team three years from now. I mean, for instance, Halliburton, this guy who is your face of your franchise, was like a 17th pick or something like that. Like it's, yeah. you know what I mean. And he's and he's and he's what 22. Right. Exactly. So it's yeah. And like there's these guys are not fully formed basketball players, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. And there's right. talent out there like Shaden Sharp, for instance. So this guy goes to Kentucky. He's in the draft, but has literally no college film on him. Right. So is he the second best player in the draft or is he a second rounder? We don't know. 
It's somebody's job to know the answer to that. You can have him at six. Potentially, he was on he was on the on some boards at five. Yeah, right. So he might not I, yeah, even be available. Yeah, that, that's true. But if he's not, then maybe you get AJ Griffin from from Duke, who shoots forty five percent from three point land and is a six six small forward, or Ocheg Baji, who's you know a shooting guard at six five and also shoots over forty percent from three point land and plays defense. Like there's talent out there. These are serviceable players. No, I definitely agree. I definitely agree that there is a uh, a third or fourth tier of guys that are going to make our team better. My only point is that there were five, four or five guys that were going to change our franchise. These guys aren't going to be bad at six. It's going to make us better. But I don't think that we're getting... I think by being at six, we've lost years off of our chance to get better. That's my point. Sure. So if we had gotten Jabari Smith, tanked again, and then gotten the number one draft pick next year, you're right. We could have been in championship land pretty quick. But those aren't yeah. the kind of things that happen. I mean, that's fairy tale stuff. Except that's what's going to happen to Detroit or whatever. I mean, maybe. Depends. They could also, you know, like, that's what the Pelicans thought when they drafted Zion Williamson. And, <laughs> you know, where are they now? Like, that guy needs to shed 45 pounds, and who knows if he likes to play with their franchise or not. Like, Sure. It's... Their team's really good without him, though, too. They got made the playoffs, and our team didn't, so there's that. Well, right, but we, there were a lot of mitigating circumstances with our team this year, I think. Yeah. So. And also, we haven't had, you know, two miserable—I mean, really. I have, How many terrible years has Detroit had in a row now? Oh, like 14. Right. So, I mean, I mean, yes. I mean, if you want to do this for 14 years, yes, eventually we will have what they have now, <laughs> like statistically. But we're not going to do that. And we're in a better position for it. So what we're trying to say, Colson, is it's going to be okay. <sighs> this is this. No, it's not going to be okay. This was our chance. This was our <laughs> chance. This Because the thing is, is we don't tank as a team. And so this was our chance. And you know what happened? Instead of five or four or three or two or one, we got six. Six is fine. It'll be fine. It's the highest draft draft pick we've had since 1984. Yeah, It'll be I just, great. I can't understand how you consider that a disaster. Like the 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 amount of or, or the t- com- just complete lack of faith in our front office is uh, I, frankly a little surprising, bud. I love you. But I just don't yeah, think there's. I don't six, think I, the drop off is as steep as. I mean, I don't know anything about the draft, so I'm completely talking. About I've spent I've heads, spent a, a lot. I don't think of the drop off between five and six is like, you know, the deep end of the pool. I've like I just don't think it's that. I spent like, a lot no of time looking way. into this, and um, I really do. I believe. And, and look, I the internet doesn't agree with me, but I think Jabari Smith is the only um, real get out of this, and I think. Jaden Ivey and uh, is probably the second best get out of this, and we're not going to be able to get either of those guys. At, at, All right, at so we'll do our emergency pod after the draft, yeah. after we've picked Jaden Ivey with the sixth pick because he fell. Sure, that'll be fantastic. You get to do the podcast where now we're going to win a championship in four. Sure, years. and I'll oh. just masturbate on the uh, on the uh, computer. 
or 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 everybody <laughs> listens all the gms listen to colson and chet holmgren falls to six and we get a seven footer who can shoot threes and play deep. okay actually that's what they should do i i you know what i was real mad at the idea that we were gonna have a top three pick and pick chet holmgren but if we pick him at six i'm all in I'm yeah, all you gotta in. take him at you gotta take <laughs> you him at three to. i'm all right? in <laughs> Actually, you know what? That would make me so happy. Let's make that happen. Let's do that. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, let's. Um, I mean, I guess we should we should mention that Orlando, the Orlando Magic, actually did end up with the number one pick. Boo. So they uh, be uh, bolstering things, and then OKC is number two. Is that right? And then uh, the Rockets, and then the Kings. Yeah, I stopped paying attention. And then, yeah, and then Detroit is, <laughs> Detroit's five. Yeah. Detroit's five, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. And um, so um, Portland so, fell behind us at number seven. So both of my teams, unfortunately. Right. Well, Portland was supposed to go, well, they, they jumped up, though, didn't they? Weren't they supposed to go later? No. No, they were, I mean, they were six, but again, the spot below where you're at is actually the modal outcome. So they had almost right. a 30% chance of landing in seven, which was the highest. Right, everything moves up when somebody drops down. Yeah. Right, okay. So. And Sacramento was the one that did that to screw everything else up. So. Yep. Um, Sacramento screwing it up again. Sacramento screwing it up again. Um, they need all the help would... they can get out there, man. <laughs> you know who also needs all the help is uh, the Orlando Magic. So... Um, Good luck to you. I mean, I don't care about the Thunder, but man, the Orlando Magic and the uh, the Detroit Pistons need some love. So, be that as it may, if OKC yeah. doesn't have a good draft, that'll be shameful. Cause yeah, well, they have like four <laughs> swings at the. It's a lot apple. of bites. At- four bites at the apple. Yeah. Look, bites I at really like uh, bites at, at the pinata. Yeah. <laughs> bites at the pinata. I, I really like uh, SGA and uh, Dwork. There's the, they've got stuff going on there. They don't need our help. Josh Giddy's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they'll be fine. They have 17 picks over the next four years. Yeah, no, they're going to be ridiculous <laughs> in five years. Uh, or they'll God. still be in the lottery. Yeah, exactly. Or they'll trade it all to the Indiana Pacers for peanuts exactly. and. A, and a, and a Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> right. They could be uh, the uh, 76ers who spent all those years in the process and uh, get taken out in the second round of the playoffs. So, shout out. Yep. On that note, let's take a break and we can talk playoffs uh, when we get back. Fight somebody. We, we, yeah. Who am I going to fight during the break? I don't know. James Harden, he'll lay right down for you. <laughs> Every day I pray for my family, my guys and my enemies. Every day I pray to the giving truth and visit infinity. Every day I pray for my family, my guys and my enemies. It's like pluses and minuses, X's and O's. X's sent from hoes you never severed a stone with. Stone winning logic could never trump intuition. We want a glimpse of that golden vision set in the stone. Eyes closed, you still trying to sell God to the setting sun. But I'm Maria. 
as soon as I wake up. Okay. Rolling plays of herbal, that's no turbulence medicine. Nah. On soil is royal, I'm a sequoia with leather lungs. Yeah. Trying to feed a thirst for wisdom to a bunch of seven stumps. Yeah. As a buffet, you eat your plate and wait, they hoping seconds come. They eat a flesh heavy, I just want fresh veggies like Freddy Buns. And it tore the world when it's said and done. Nah. Remember when you ain't listening to common sense? No. And your heart was your main source of consciousness. Nah. No place is written with forgiveness in the shitty basement. 40 ounces and dirty blouses dancing the end of days. It's been amazing, kind of fornication in my mind's eye. If it goes under the sea, I might just choose to die by high tides on a mission, mission to crash. This distant myself from energies that live in the past. See the greedy careless in the city of gold. In many ways, these trees are the reason we breathe. But believing when I smoke it, I'ma give them my all. I'ma plant me a seed. I'ma plant me a seed. Yeah. Every day I pray to the giving tree. Is it with infinity? Is it with infinity? Every day I pray for my family, my guys and my enemies. Okay. okay. Back from the break. Uh, I like that. I don't know if you. I, I don't know if it, Joey doesn't normally go okay. I kind of like that. Maybe we should get him on that. <laughs> okay, we're back from the break. Yeah, I feel like I could join in. It was very communal. I liked it. All right. Good. Good. Well, every everyone is welcome. This is a the second half is a place where we all get along and talk playoff basketball. All right. So we have moved on to the conference finals. So let's wrap up. What happened in the semifinals? Some surprising outcomes. Um, let's start in the Eastern Conference. Um, as uh, Colson mentioned before, the Philadelphia 76ers dropped their series to the Miami Heat in six games. Uh, Joel Embiid made a you know a nice comeback, uh, but it wasn't quite enough for the Sixers. Here, put to this face mask there. on. It won't hurt when they hit you in the face. Yeah, oh, wait, still well. yeah. <laughs> it'll still hurt oh yeah uh, so Miami moves on to the conference finals in the other series on that side of the bracket a thrilling seven gamer between Milwaukee and Boston Boston ends up taking this one uh, winning both games six and seven uh, in Milwaukee and at home respectively uh, game seven just absolutely shellacked uh, the Milwaukee Bucks any takeaways from either of you guys for either of these series, whatever you wanted to, to open for them? Uh, so in the Heat series, um, I will have you know that I nailed that one, but I'm pretty sure it's only because Jason pushed me off my spot of five. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll take the hand me nice down. Nice work, Jason. As a consolation prize, Mr. Triplet, you did nail the other series. It was Boston in seven. Yeah. I had Milwaukee in seven. Um I wasn't expecting that much out of the Heat series. Uh, you know, the Sixers got embarrassed going out of that series. Uh, Milwaukee, you know, I know they're without Chris Middleton, but boy, I, that, that was not an impressive Game 7 effort from them. Really just a little bit disappointing in the East, if I'm being honest. Uh, fair enough. Um, I, I still think that Giannis, uh, I mean, he did everything he freaking could. I, I, I was a triple-double in the last game, I think, maybe. I mean, um, if he doesn't triple-double, I mean, he, he, like, he was a 20-20-9. Yeah, it wasn't a triple-double. It was a 20-20-9, I think, the last game. Um, yeah, they could have used a little bit extra help. I think I, I predicted Boston to win the title at the beginning of this. The, all of this. Actually, well, I predicted Boston to get to the finals. So... Um, so I'm not that shocked by this, but at the same time, like Boston's deeper, um, they're better, and they're gonna beat the shit out of Miami. So I got I got zero problems with this. 
yeah, are they though? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Miami's got enough. Miami cannot score enough points to be a part of this Boston thing. I know that they. I know that Miami plays defense, and I know that Jimmy Butler is a pest, and Bam Ibio is a, is is tough at the rim. I know that they'll probably lose game one. We're, we're recording during game one um, because they're without uh, Marcus Smart and Al Horford. Boston is, and they're coming off of a, yeah, a grueling no seven game series. Well, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure they broke a sweat in that game seven, but yeah, it was a seven <laughs> good call. Game good call. And a good really call. quick turnaround. Not 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 nice from the schedule right. makers. So I assume that Miami will win game one, but at, I just believe that Boston is a far superior team and will win this. this okay. Uh, Colson's ready to put his prediction in. What do you got? I'm going uh, Boston in five. Ooh, man, that is not a lot of faith in Miami. They they lose game one and then they sweep out. Jeez, the douchebag sweep for Miami. Yep, yep. That is that sounds appropriate. I mean, it does, but that's still a bold prediction with how well that team has been playing. Yes. Uh, not to mention the fact. Sorry, not to mention the fact they have won fifty three games and had the best record in the Eastern Conference this season. Just saying. Yeah, and they have home court advantage. Yeah, not worried. Not worried. For what it's worth. Douchebag sweep. Apparently. Uh, wow. <laughs> Douchebag so sweep. specific. Jeez. <laughs> so I have more confidence in the Heat. Significantly. Hard, hard not to. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. You can't. You cannot have less confidence in the Heat than I do. I think that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that Boston's going to be really like that series against Milwaukee. Despite the game seven, it was, it was like a physical a, series, a very physical um, beatdown type of series, um, and I mean Boston likes to play that way, I suppose, so it's it's fine, but that definitely takes a toll after a while. Uh, and Miami is, you know, in the first round Boston played the Nets, who had no defense, and in the second round they played Milwaukee, who who plays defense and is physical. But not at the level that Miami is. So like they're they're like ratcheting up their level of difficulty every round sure. that they're going on. On the defensive um, side, I mean generally exactly too, right. I mean yes. right, but, but I just don't, but Miami can't keep up offensively. This is my point. I, mean, I, I agree with you that, that that's going to be the the hard thing for them, and this is going to be a, a there's going to be a fair amount of rock fights in this series, I believe. Yep. And I just like Miami's chances to win rock fights. Yeah. <laughs> They're just really good at it. Mm. That's what they do. Mm. Mm. And so I think it's it's going to – these teams are pretty evenly matched, I think. So I think it goes seven, and I give the nod to Miami with the home court advantage in seven. Because so they've got the home court. Line. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, my first prediction is this series is the over-under on people going to jail is probably three. So, I mean, I expect this to be extremely physical. I'm really hopeful for an exciting series. I was actually going to pick Miami in seven, um, but since that got stolen from me, I will go ahead and pick Boston in seven. I think I, I'm with you. I think mm-hmm. it goes deep. I, I do like Boston style. I mean, just the combination of Jalen and Jason. <laughs> Yeah. On that perimeter is so deadly, and and yeah. I just I think that'd be a really fun series to see what they can do against Golden State. I mean, 
That yeah. is some fire and ice. Oh, he's already picking his, his uh, Western Conference out here. I, I, I'm not sure that I am. I'm just saying, if it were to come to pass, I would love to see Clay and Curry have to contend with Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. I, they just—they've never, <laughs> as good as they are, they've never faced a, a perimeter defensive trio like that because, right. arguably, there just hasn't been one in the modern era on the same that's, team. That's a really good point. That's yeah. a really good point. So anyway, I—I I think it's gonna—I think it's gonna be a fun one. I'm excited. Uh, Joey uh, picked uh, Boston in six. So was it, uh, was that legit? Yeah, that's what he picked on the poll. Oh, we did a poll. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should I'm not good at the internet. Yeah, you should check out our Slack. Uh, we had a poll. Um, anyway, he had time on his hands today. He picked, put together a poll. Man, <laughs> I I did not have that today. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, anyway, uh, Joey picked Boston at six, so he's wrong. But, but like, uh, we always find out Joey actually is right. Yeah, exactly. I know. He will always end up being right in all these <laughs> freaking things. Okay, let's move over to the Western Conference. Uh, Harper alluded to it. The Golden State Warriors took care of business against the Memphis Grizzlies, winning that series in six games, despite the weirdest game five where uh, Memphis was up by 55 points at one point. What happened? Without uh, John Murray. Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, that was what a, what a great series that was, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but Golden State pulls that one out. Uh, and then in a surprise, a super-duper surprise, the Dallas Mavericks beat the top-seeded and 64-win Phoenix Suns, uh, winning a Game 7 on the road in very convincing fashion. Oh, up by they were, 45. They were up at 45 at one game. point. They were up at 30 at the yeah. half. So here's what I would like to say. Um, yes, this is surprising. I thought that um, it was going to be the Suns uh, versus the uh, Celtics in the finals. Um, I, I believe that if you are a top five defense and a top five offense, you're going to go to the finals. And um, Phoenix did that and they won 64 games. Um but here's what I remembered after all that was over. They have Chris Paul. And Chris Paul's a little bitch. Oh. Mm. So they can't win a game seven. Um, I, I should have understood this going forward. And I will I will remember it. I I think I think at the very start of this podcast, I think the I think I think we started the podcast based on the fact that Chris Paul's a little bit. It may be an inciting force for the whole thing. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. And so episode one, the fact the title that, the fact that I forgot that, yeah. for, the fact that I forgot that is my bad. 27 um, first half points in a game seven in the National Basketball Association. I've never seen anything like that. I mean... For Doncic, you're talking. About. <laughs> and yeah, also for Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, is this is this the worst loss in basketball history? I, I mean, it, it's definitely like for a game seven. <laughs> I, I just I've never seen a team get embarrassed like that in a game seven. I mean, true. But this was the favorite team. They had the best record in the freaking NBA, and they went against a Dallas squad that has Luka Doncic and. Brunson, like maybe Dinwiddie, like you. Th- this is not. This is not. 
this is ridiculous. They got look, I, I clearly like this team more than you. They got blowed out. So what in I'm the modern is, NBA I to think... score fifty through three quarters in a game seven against not the two thousand four Detroit Pistons or Indiana Pacers. I mean, I just man. This is this is I think this has gotta be the worst loss in, in NBA history, maybe, right? Or up there. It's gotta be a top five, top ten. It's gotta be up I there. mean, yeah. sure, but you know, to to, to to lose a game when you're up forty five or whatever is no better, right? I mean, as far as whatever. So I was on the uh I'm I'm all, I was on the Twitter today, you know, because I I'm big on the Twitter, you know. And uh, it, 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 the uh, Phoenix Suns uh, management sent out um, uh, basically an apology letter for uh, how terrible their team was um, and promised that they would be better in the future. That's not a good look. That means things went real bad. Yeah, I also don't know how management's going to guarantee that. I mean, it's a weird, <laughs> that's a weird promise given that they're probably not going to do anything with that roster, but. Yeah, but they can like soften their rims a little bit or something. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. They they can fire can they, their coach can, of the year. <laughs> right, right, right. Fire the coach of the year. Can they put uh, Chris Paul in a a time machine and make him five years younger? It'd be great. I, mean, I don't even know so if that it's would just help. A younger little bit. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> how does that help? <laughs> just a younger little bitch. I love it. Little littler bitch. Uh, yeah, that was brutal. That was brutal. I'm uh, sorry. It was anyway, bad. did we get it off track there? Are we still recording? No, no. I don't think I don't think we're <laughs> off track at all. I think uh, Chris Paul deserves all of this nonsense. Fair enough. Oh. All right. So now we're looking at a conference finals between the three seeded Golden State Warriors, who all of a sudden have home court advantage, uh, against the four seeded Dallas Mavericks. What do you guys? predicting for this harper i know you've thought long and hard about this this was on your board for you know in march probably you had this circle oh yeah oh yeah uh, i did not I, I had phoenix versus milwaukee in the finals so i am out on that i've lost all the bets um man i like i said i clearly i like dallas um more than colson does um I really do think that, that that team is solid. And Luka Doncic has just been out of his gourd. They can really play. Um, but that said, um, Golden State, I mean, this team's won championships, man. If they're going to go out there and hit their shots um, and Draymond Green is going to be Draymond Green, they're going to get any kind of performance. I mean, their shooting is so good that with Tyrone Poole, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson out there at the same time, you really only need one and a half of those guys to have a good game and you're going to win. Uh, and mm-hmm. I just, you know, they don't have the kind of lockdown personnel to, to stop them. Uh, I, I, I'm going to be rooting for Dallas in this series. Um, and to, to do my best to help them, I'll be betting on Golden State to win in six. It's what I'm doing. For <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's what you do. Yeah, because you're always wrong. So. Yeah, I think uh, despite the fact that Monty Williams won Coach of the Year, I think that uh, he got outcoached by uh, Jason Kidd <laughs> mm. somehow in that series. Or Luca, maybe. I don't think that happens against Steve Kerr and that uh, Warriors Or Steve Kerr's roster. backup. Right, exactly. Who is now the Kings coach, I think. So, 
Um, yeah, so I, I, but God, Luca is so good. He just wins games, and I don't know how. Uh, so I'll take that. You had Warriors in six. I, I think I'll do Warriors in seven. I, I hope. I think we're headed towards two seven-game uh, conference finals. I will take here. it as long as those game sevens are better than the Eastern Conference semi-game sevens. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was garbage. Yeah. Yeah, or the yeah, the Phoenix one. <sighs> And it looks like Colson disappeared into the void somehow in our uh, Skype so call. Dallas so Dallas and four for him. Yep, for sure. Yes, he loves. He Dallas. loves Dallas. You heard him. You heard Couldn't him. Couldn't say enough good it. things about Dallas. The DFS. He loves the, the Dorian Finney-Smith. <laughs> like, that's his guy. And Maxi Kleber. Kleber. <laughs> He's always doing his Maxi Kleber impressions. So I don't know. <laughs> And then what do we think Joey's going to pick for this Apparently, one? Apparently, uh, he told us if I can find out where our slack is. Oh, well, I think Colson was only able to manage uh, one poll. So we got an Eastern Conference oh, poll, but not a Western Conference Interesting. Poll. So, yeah. I had no idea. Um, so we get to make up uh, Joey's. It's Dallas, Dallas and seven? Seven? Yeah. Sure. I can that. Right good. Well, this is, I would like to say this is unprecedented, but I don't no. think it's unprecedented that Colson has just disappeared in the middle of a conversation. 592 shows in, there's nothing <laughs> unprecedented anymore. All right, well, uh, Colson will come back from the void at some point and tell us uh, how we were wrong about everything, really. Um, but most especially lottery things and the Dallas Mavericks. Um, hey, look. Okay. It's not, I, I didn't pick him. He picked Dallas at four. What are you going to do? That's good. That's good. All right. Well, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, until you hear us next, you can find us on lots of social medias. We're on Twitter at Undebeatables. We have a Facebook page uh, slash The Undebeatables. We have a website, theundebeatables.com, with a contact form there. You can also email us at shoutout at theundebeatables.com. And maybe coming back just in time to talk about t-shirts. Are you there? I am. I'm here. All right. Oh, my God. I got a dog in my face. All right. Um, For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sicklinner, turn out the lights! The party's over! Hey, leave me alone. Seriously, back off. <laughs> Jesus. All right. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I missed I missed uh, the the the, intro, the the outro to this. I assume that you picked uh, things for me, right? Yep. Oh yeah. What'd, of course. What'd you pick for me? What do you think we picked for you? I think you picked Suns in. Or no, I'm sorry. I wish uh, I, I had picked... thought of that. <laughs> no, I think you picked uh, Warriors and six. I took the Warriors and six. Okay. So you got Dallas and seven. It was the next best thing. <laughs> that was nice of me. That was nice of me. They just real. They just get real hot. They get real hot from the yeah. arc. <laughs> we know how much you love that Dallas squad. You've been talking them up all season. I thought he had Dallas and four. Joey had Dallas in seven. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, Dallas in four. Did I say seven? Oh, oh yeah. No, you got you got a sweep. Okay. But 
Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely happening. Hey, They're riding that, that high up. after crushing the sun. Sure. You know? Yeah. You're going to take on the world. The tail is out of control. Okay, stop it. Um, but, okay, so I did want to say two things. Um, okay. I just want to read you the two best uh, chances we have at uh, the sixth spot. Okay? And, and see how you feel about this. Um, so, uh, Shaden's sharp. Um, he has shades of tall Bradley Beal, Jalen Green. I like both of those things. Um, he's six six. He's an above the uh, rim athlete. Skies for dunks in space and blocks on the break. Um, his movements are shifty and has a elasticity. I like that. Quick jumper. Mm. Teams could use him in the half court on lobs or finishes from the dunker spot. He has long arms and lateral quickness. All those things sound amazing, right? Um, so he didn't play basketball at Kentucky, electing to sit out a year to uh, better prepare for the next season. He already lacked significant big game exposure in high school. So the jump to the NBA will be a major physical and mental challenge. Um, also, off the ball defense, he falls out of position when defending his man, leading to closeouts from uh, rogue angles. So what you're saying is that he couldn't guard high school athletes? Correct. Okay, just checking. This is my concern. This is my concern. The reason that I wanted to be in the top four... <laughs> Uh, anyway, I like this kid uh, as much as you can like um, the sixth pick. Um, and then the other guy is uh, Keegan Murray. Um, shades of TJ Warren. We like TJ Warren. He We already have TJ Warren. Well, he used to play for us. Yeah. How'd that work out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a that super, one awesome week in the bubble. <laughs> he's a super <laughs> versatile on-ball defender who can handle wings and bigs and possibly serve as a small ball center. Which, by the way, besides one week in the bubble, would never have been T.J. Warren's scouting report at all, even a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, skilled scorer who can pick and pop for three or run off screens. He's not an ankle breaker, uh, ankle breaker off the dribble, but he has excellent body control. See, these things sound like something you're familiar with. Um, he's low these maintenance. Great, and I'm gonna have to step in here and just cut you off because basically you could just listen to this episode as a as a loop. Now you could go back to perfect uh, the first half, and then pick up with the draft conversation he lacks significant experience playing against (laughs) high level competition he'll need to improve as a scorer in uh, the paint against length larger teams like illinois tend to give him more trouble you're also plagiarizing the type of resistance he will see in the nba on a nightly basis it's it's fine we don't have to play illinois in the nba illinois doesn't (laughs) the nba the NBA is better than Illinois, is all I'm saying. Suck it, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs>